The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back to Love High. My name is Florence Bark, and in this podcast, we delve into everything around love, relationships, and your own self-discovery. In this episode, I'm talking dating shows with Maddie from Mads World's podcast. my loves welcome back to love high in this episode we are delving into everything dating shows i don't know if you're like me but as someone that is obsessed with love i have spent a fair amount of my time watching dating shows like most of them i would say everything that's on netflix there's love island first dates all of them i have seen it I've been trying to pick apart my relationship with dating shows, whether they're good for me, whether it's good to ingest them in general, do they portray a healthy relationship, or is it just toxic and we should not in any way, shape or form base our own relationships on it. Back when I was going through my breakup, I actually had to ban myself from watching dating shows because I just ended up feeling really anxious whilst watching them. So I really am excited to delve into this subject more and see what Maddie thinks. Maddie is also a podcast host as well. She hosts the podcast Mads World. So go and check that out because I actually feature on one of her episodes. Before we get into the episode, I would like to remind you of guess what? The Patreon, because I'm trying to build a little online community where all the fellow love-obsessed people from all around the world can join and meet together and discuss, guess what? Their favourite subject, love on the Patreon, the Patreon community, where you can be involved in the creative process of the podcast and also be part of the conversation. I have set up a little Discord, so we have a live chat, so if anyone ever has anything that they want to ask advice on or if they want to tell a story, we can be there for you. 
It is only £1 a month to be a Patreon, so come and join me there. Support the podcast, help me save up to get an editor, because I really need one. And I want to continue doing this podcast because I love it, and I hope you do too. So come and support me there at patreon.com slash lovehigh. Let's get into this conversation all about dating shows. Bring Maddie on. Hi Maddie, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hello, thank you so much for having me. We're finally doing this because obviously you were on my podcast. Now I'm returning the favour. Yes, so excited. We were, yeah, on your podcast we were talking all about heartbreaks, breakups. Mm -hmm. I think we got into some real deep, good conversations, so... It got so deep, but I really loved it. I actually found it quite a healing experience, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like delving mm. into your own stories. Yeah, and (laughs) listening to it back and editing it, I was like, this is so nice to listen to. I'm just like soothing my soul with my own voice. It was so strange. Yeah. Loved it, though. So we are going to be talking about dating shows because I think both of us watch probably too many. <laughs> Some would argue too many. Not me, though. Don't watch enough, if I'm honest. Watch more, Just but... not enough. Need some if more I in could. my life. <laughs> Just before we jump into that, though, I'd love to ask you some of my intro questions, which are, when was the first time that you fell in love? God, I think <clears throat> it was probably... It's so hard to know whether it's love or lust because I feel like every time I fall Mm. in love, I look back and I'm like, no, that wasn't it. But in the moment, you're (laughs) like, that this is so it, like this is real. And every time for me, it's gotten like more and more intense or like it's been so different every time. But I guess the first time was like in high school with this guy when I was 16. He came to the school. He like came from Singapore he was like the only bisexual in the school or like out bisexual at the time and I was just like fascinated by this guy and I was like oh my god he's so different so cool and (laughs) he was just like yeah he's just so confident and he ended up being my boyfriend and we like lost our virginities to each other and it was like super cute but um yeah I'm pretty sure that was it and we reconnected when I went back to Australia like at Christmas time and went for a beer and yeah it was so weird and so fun and I think he might even come on my podcast and we'll do like a like a memory zap or something oh my god did you rekindle the uh romance when you met up or you both in very different places I thought maybe we would kiss or something, but then it got to the end and I don't think we knew if it was a date or if we were just hanging out. Like, it was just weird vibes. So I think we kind of just said goodbye (laughs) and we were like, this was awesome. And because I live abroad now as well, it's so good to just see familiar faces and like catch up with old people. Because I guess when you live in your hometown, you do that sort of thing all the time where you might run into people at the shops or whatever. But I never do that. So I have to like purposely organise (laughs) To see my 16-year-old boyfriend from, like, what, 14 years ago, something like that, 12 years ago. Catching up with my high school boyfriend was, like, a really wholesome experience because he he kind of apologised for weird stuff. Like, he was kind of like, oh, when I left school, I made a lot of queer friends and non-binary friends and I realised that I'd been such a misogynist in school and I was just kind of a dick. And he's like, I'm so sorry for all these different things. And I was like, that is such a 
awesome thing, like, that you just said that. Yeah, it was really random, but I just, yeah, he's just, like, become this really empathetic, cool guy. So if he's watching this, good (laughs) on you. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so cool. How did you learn about love and relationships? Probably I was reading um, Conversations on Love, which Mm. is a book by Natasha Lunn. And there's this massive chapter about how you're very lucky if your parents are like the love of your life. And if your parents like if your parents love you and they're there for you and, you know, they've been there throughout your life. So many people don't have that. And it just like the fact that people don't acknowledge like family and parents as the great loves of their life is like quite sad and it would be nice if people recognize that more so I think yeah and my parents are still together mm-hmm. super happy like they're both like love their careers and everything they're, they're doing really well so yeah I feel like um that taught me a lot about and I was kind of a bit of a shit teenager sometimes so I think you just like <laughs> look back with a respect for them and I'm like wow I sucked so <laughs> they are they are role models I think I mean Mm. whenever we delve into therapy with ourselves and stuff it's always looking back to kind of how you grew up and how you were parented and they Mm -hmm. were the first time that we ever saw what a relationship was Mm -hmm. so it's obviously going to have a really significant impact Mm. on your like the way you relate the way you relationship the way you get into relationships how, mm. Do you think the fact that your parents were together and still are affect the way that you think about getting into a relationship? Like, do you feel like, you know, you will be in a similar type of relationship? It's interesting that you say that because I have thought about this a lot lately and I've been mm. thinking, I think as you get, because I'm 28, as you kind of get to the later end of your 20s and into your 30s, you think about, like, if you want kids, like, yeah. you know, I've spoken to people about freezing your eggs and kind of, like, ask my mom like, like, you know, is it worth it? Like, should I do it? Is it just so much hard work? Is it so much stress on your life and all this? And and obviously a lot of my friends are having kids and stuff as well. Yeah. I just, I'm just not, the, I'm not a maternal person. I never have been desperate to have kids. I don't really want them, but I have this fear of missing out. Like when I'm 40 and if I don't have them and everyone else does, I'm like, am I going to, like, am I going to hate myself? And am I going to regret yeah. that I just stayed in London and, and like, um, just had fun and like just blew all my money going out and going to festivals and all this stuff. So I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm so different to my parents. Like they're both in the medical field. I work Mm. in media. I don't know. I I'd love the idea of meeting someone that is like the love of my life and I'm obsessed with them, but I just can't see it happening. Yeah. That's a weird one. Mm. I think I've been in an, in like a similar place with the whole kids thing, especially because I'm 30, nearly 31, and uh, like there are so many people having babies around me. Like people getting married, people having babies. And I'm like, I'm just not in that place where I would be anywhere near wanting to commit to having a child with someone. I mean, firstly, I'm single, so that might be quite hard. Yeah. I I see loads of different like relationship structures around like co parenting and. Mm -hmm you know, adoption maybe even, but I feel exactly the same as you, where it's like, am I gonna get to 40 and completely regret not doing this? I actually had a conversation with my mum who was asking me, um, no, I asked her, how would you feel if you weren't a grandparent? Mm, I asked my mum the same thing, yeah. (laughs) And she said, 
I would be fine with it, but I think that you would regret it. Yeah, it's so tricky. And then I do see the appeal like of being old and like I can see like my parents taking care of my grandparents now and like Mm -hmm. how much they're needing to do and stuff. And I'm just like, if I didn't have someone there, like what? what am I going to do? You know, it's sort of like, is it the sensible thing to do? But is that like a selfish (laughs) thing to do as well? It just, the whole thing, I'm like, I don't know. I can't decide. I just want to like go to this pub or like go to this festival. (laughs) The idea of having adult children, like, no, but I like that more than having kids around me, I think. Teenagers though, not a vibe. No, but once they're in their 20s and they're off doing their own thing, I'm like, yeah, I made that. They're really cool. Yeah, unless they move to London and you just miss them all the time because I feel like my mum is just, like, sad that I live here. And I'm like, imagine that I even stayed in London, had a kid here with an English guy, and then they moved to Australia and I was like, well, that's karma to me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, such an interesting conversation. I think Mm. I could probably do a whole episode on that, maybe at some point for the future. But let's talk about dating shows. So firstly, how do you feel about them? Do you love them or do you hate them? Do you love to hate them? I mean, the thing is, I think I find it as the best escapism ever. And if I'm feeling sad about a boy or I'm feeling angry about getting ghosted or rejected Mm -hmm. or whatever, or like even just like the stress of life or work or something. If I'm sitting down watching X on the Beach or Love Island or whatever, and you can see other people feeling these emotions, like like get, getting rejected, you know, going through heartbreak, all that stuff, um, you kind of like, okay, it's not just me. Like this is very relaxing and it just removes the emotions from you and you just get to exist in this universe oh. for like a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Mm. I had this weird um, thing with my breakup where I couldn't watch any Ah. dating shows because every time I watched them, I would just Mm. be so triggered that like one, people were falling in love. And then two, I was just like, this is not healthy. Like these aren't healthy relationships. Like why are they getting, they're just gonna end up getting hurt. And like, it was almost like I was projecting my, well, obviously I was projecting my pain Mm. that I was experiencing onto them, which Mm -hmm. I guess I actually went into a dating show detox because of that. Wow. So you just completely watched no dating shows at all. That sounds like my nightmare. This was like after like binging all of Love Island last Mm. year and then watching like the whole of like Too Hot to Handle Mm. and all of those things. And yeah, I was just like, you know what? It's giving me anxiety. Yeah, and I think think when you watch people, I do get what you mean. Like in Love Island, for example, um, what's it called? Casa Amor, that whole (gasps) section anxiety like I can't I can't watch that and I just think it is so mean but it's so fascinating and interesting to watch because the people on there you Mm. can see when you've been cheated on or you know when you've gone through something like that you see how your boyfriend or whatever would have behaved in that situation where they went to cheated like went to cheat like my boyfriend went to Italy on a lad's holiday yeah he's texting me the whole time everything got back found that he'd been on tinder the whole time sharing (gasps) loads of girls yeah it was so bad but I see Castle Moore and I'm like, this is exactly what went on on that trip. And I get to see it. And it's, that is triggering AF. Oh, you mm-hmm. know what? I really, this is one of the things that I like 
hate about these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't hate them, but I think I love to hate them. I think that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, like you watch through your fingers like that. You're yeah. like, it's like a horror like, show. <laughs> this is this is toxic because mm. basically these things are happening because mm-hmm. one, people aren't being honest with themselves mm. on the show about what they want. Two, they're just portraying like all these toxic traits of like mm-hmm. not being able to when what happens when you're not able to communicate in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just like, if you could only just talk and be vulnerable and, mm. you know, I, I, I think obviously what happens on these shows is that the people that go on them kind of just want to be on TV mm. and they're not necessarily there for the right reasons. Yeah. And if you couple up someone who is who might be there for the right reasons with someone who's there for, I mean, I wouldn't say going on TV to become famous is the wrong reason to do it. It is a pathway that people choose. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I feel like it's a lot to imagine that humans do every single thing that they do for the exact reason that it's supposed to be done for. Some people just go on for selfish reasons, which I kind of think is fair enough. But if you pair up the wrong people, Mm. like so unfair for both parties you know because even if that person has gone on tv to become famous whatever it's just kind of the norm now and then they still get invested with these feelings and they end up in a situation that they didn't even want to be in and then someone else is completely invested in this it's just like heartbreaks all around it's not on I hate it yeah Um, but it's very entertaining (laughs) how how do you feel like when you sit and watch like binge watch these shows how does it make you feel about love and relationships does it does it make you feel hopeful the opposite it just makes me feel like (laughs) this is so random but like if everyone on there is super attractive and super hot I'm like I just want to go out and shag up so you're saying that dating shows make you horny? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not put off. I'm more like, oh, I love English boys, especially like hot ones. Oh <laughs> it makes me just want to go on a date. <laughs> that is so funny. I feel like I have yeah. the opposite reaction on these shows and I'm just like, really? oh my God, everyone sucks. Like, this is this really what we have yeah. on offer? Is this what like humans actually behave like? Yeah. It's interesting as well that like, TV, like the editing studios and everything, when Mm -hmm. they're filming, they can portray people in any way that they want. But I think that that is so similar to life in that when you're telling Mm. your friends about a date or a situation, you're putting your own spin on it, you know, and the person on the other side is telling their friends and they're putting their own spin on it. And then if there's drama, people have their different stories and it's sort of like, okay, they, they are putting a certain storyline into place when they're editing things but humans do that too so it's not that untrue to life because I think people do bang on about that a lot but it's kind of it's what happens when anyone tells any story there's always a perspective to it do you know what I mean yeah I mean I guess in that respect as well it's important to acknowledge the fact that reality tv producers are evil like they, yeah. <laughs> they manipulate people mm. on such a high level and provoke like arguments, emotions mm-hmm. and like all of these crazy things. Like I, I heard recently that someone on a show was literally 
told to go up to another cast member and make them cry. Mm, see, so like, toxic, so bad. And this is why it comes across as toxic as well, because the maybe these people wouldn't even be acting like this if it hadn't come from the producers mm. that are just like, how can we ignite this drama? So maybe the moral of this really mm. is that you have to take it all with a pinch of salt and this is not what these people would actually be like mm. left in relationships to their own own means. Yeah, I think there is nicer dating shows as well like something like first dates yeah quite wholesome sometimes and I think you know it has that like it has like the nice stories in it too but then again like Love Island has nice stories in it too when you do see a couple that you can tell that they really like do have feelings for each other and stuff but I think shows even like the um is it the undateables or love on the spectrum like I think that's quite wholesome you know it's not like trying to make any drama it's not trying to hurt anyone's feelings it's just kind of people watch it because it's feel good and they like it it's like watching a rom-com whereas love island is like watching a a soap you know that's so true Mm. i love first dates i think that's actually a really sweet one and it does Mm. feel it feels more real because i think it's very much like a fly on the wall camera situation Mm. rather than like producers maybe like running around Mm -hmm. i mean we we never know but it seems seems that way yeah, and I saw a really nice clip from that on Facebook the other day, which was like mm. this pregnant woman was on a date with this guy and she like revealed that she was pregnant and he was just like, oh, that's not a problem with me. Like, I love Aww. kids. I've missed my opportunity to have kids. So I'd love to find someone to like raise a child with and that. And then at the end, they wanted to see each other again. I literally cried. I Aww. cried. <laughs> it's I've so definitely cute. cried watching first dates. Amazing. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go through some of the dating shows that we've watched Mm -hmm. and like discuss. Mm -hmm. So first of all, have you watched Love is Blind? I have watched Love is Blind. I find it completely tapped. The people on there deranged. (laughs) Why would you go on this show? First of all, the concept, it just makes sense. So if no one knows what Love, Love is Blind is, it's basically a show where people come on and they date without seeing each other. And by the end of this selection process, they choose someone that they want to marry and they propose to them without having ever seen (laughs) them in the flesh, touched them, been able to like gauge chemistry between them both. Mm -hmm. It's 
a mad concept. It's insane. And it's so, I mean, I, I think sex is an important part of a relationship and mm-hmm. physical connection is an important part of a relationship. But yeah. it kind of goes to show that you can, well, I don't know if they're really falling in love. That's the thing. But you I'm, can get feelings for someone based on personality alone, you know? It's kind of like having an online relationship, I, I would yeah. say. Like back in the day 100%. when people fell in love and had like, although <laughs> it was like when people had cyber sex and all of those <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Do you feel like you could fall in love with someone without ever seeing their face? Probably not. I don't know if I could, but this kind of, for me, I feel like, leads into this point so I met this guy on the train recently we had a really good conversation it was like a 50 minute train ride from one side of London to the other and like he's not my normal physical type like I usually go for like dark hair and stuff and he's like the opposite of that but because we got on so well like purely based on personality and the chat and the chemistry and the energy that we shared Mm. like he asked me out at the end of the train ride and I was like yeah absolutely like this was so fun but on a dating app which is purely based on physical features I would have maybe said no do you know and then it's like that's based on no no personality no conversation no sense of humor no stories no nothing whereas this was the opposite because I was attracted to him despite physical appearance at all so yeah perhaps I could fall in love based on personality alone like if we're thinking about it in that sense yeah that's really Mm. interesting and I Mm. think when you say it like that then yeah I think if someone's stories the way that they are as a person really captures Mm. you then it then it could be what annoys me about this show is that it's all about marriage Mm. And that, like, the end goal of a successful pairing is marriage. And it's, like, the whole mm-hmm. American dream thing. And this is what I can't get behind. Because the people mm. going on this show are, like, desperate to get... Yeah. Just to be married as a concept. Like, yeah. not to fall in love, but just to be married. Just to be married. And it's not like... Yeah, it's like that's the ultimate end goal. But yeah. I don't know if that's an American thing and or if it's a religious thing or mm. if it's just something, especially in America, because they have, like, they're such a capitalist country and they've got, like, terrible health care and all these things. You mm. kind of have to couple up to survive in a lot of situations. Like, if people, if people aren't completely rich, it's like, how, how are you... I mean, I don't even know how I'm going to buy a house all on my own. You know, you sort of... Some maybe in America they need to couple up to, you know, get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Live a decent life. Mm. I have not thought about it that way at all because I was Mm. just in my whole like, uh, society standards, the bullshit that people are just like, you know, they're going along with the Mm. like, it's following the sheep. You just, it shouldn't be about marriage. It should be about partnership. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, for sure. Love Island. Yep. I love it. I just, do you know why I love it though? I love it because of the Twitter banter and the memes. Yes. And the water cooler conversation. You come into work, everyone swivels around on their desk chair and they're like, right, who's up to date? I'm like, I like the social side of it. The actual show, I mean, it's good, but like it's not even that good. It's just because everyone watches it and you're part of something. That's exactly why I started watching Love Island in the first place. Yeah. Because I didn't do it for ages because I was like, oh God, this is trash. You know, like why is everyone <laughs> watching this? But mm. then as soon as I did and I engaged and I was working in, the, in an office at the time, mm-hmm. it was so fun just to have Amazing. discussions about them. Like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
the and you feel like you know them like you're all talking about the same people it's like there's no drama that's actually going on in your life yeah. so everyone just bonds over the drama that's happening to these yeah. total strangers I love the fact that it's a like an every day of the week thing for like yeah. a while so like one like you know when you're in it you're in it yeah, and it's more Big Brother vibes than like something that's more curated and mm-hmm. um, a bit more polished. Like it's a bit more, you know, I feel like it's more natural because even though there is producers and stuff, they sort of, yeah. it is like fly on the wall. Like you're just watching people do their thing. Whereas some shows like, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think, something like Love is Blind. It's yeah. so like manufactured and polished and mm-hmm. it's, you know, you can tell that they said like, say that line again because we didn't hear it properly sort of thing like it's very yeah structured you know how do you feel about the contestants that they bring onto the show it's also very like all of these shows so far are mm. very heteronormative absolutely yeah i think um do you know what i think the whole instant rise to celebrity is terrifying yeah. i think the like I don't know how you can prepare someone from that for that, where they're just suddenly on the cover of the Daily Mail with their tits out or whatever from mm. some, you know, something that's been shared or like without their permission. I think the whole, yeah, rise to fame and then sudden monetization of them as people and then the drop off from that would be so traumatic and so weird. Yeah. I feel a certain sense of like, sorriness for them because I don't think anything can prepare you for that but then at the yeah. same time you know they are that most of them are quite privileged they're all usually straight or white or you know conventionally attractive tall good looking and mm-hmm. they're probably going to make a shitload of money out of it afterwards so you know the the feeling sorry for them can only go so far do you know what I mean yeah 100% mm. okay so the next dating show the ultimatum, which I know that you haven't watched, mm-hmm. but the concept of this show is is actually quite wild, and it was based on the couple of presenters who also present Love Is Blind. Mm-hmm. But basically, what happened in their relationship was that they were together for a while, and mm-hmm. she wanted to get married, mm-hmm. so she gave her partner an ultimatum and was like, "Well, we're either going to get married, or I'm going to leave you." Mm-hmm. and he didn't want to get married so they went off they broke up and sh- they both ended up dating other people mm-hmm. and having had those experiences dating other people they then realized that they were actually madly in love with each other and they wanted to be <laughs> together and then they ended up getting married so the God. show is a basically <laughs> a replica of what happened to them. So all mm-hmm. these couples come in who have given each other an ultimatum, get married or basically leave. And then mm-hmm. they link up with another person in the show mm. to test like basically, I guess to to see what it's like being mm-hmm. without their partner and whether it, I guess it should prove to them how much they love their partner. Yeah, I guess it's like Wife Swap. Do you remember Wife Swap? Oh my God. <laughs> best show ever <laughs> and that kid with the bacon thing and the little high heels have oh you seen God, that kid? No. <laughs> oh, google it later it's incredible but yeah, yeah. yeah it is kind of like wife swap but mm-hmm. um yeah i mean the whole concept of it again it's just mad it's like 
why can't you have a proper discussion with your partner about what you want? Also, I feel like it's something that you should maybe flag within the first year of being with each other. I don't want to get married or I don't want to have kids. Like, I don't yeah. think people have enough honest conversations. And also, I'm I'm guilty of this too. I'm terrible with, you know, expressing what I want and also knowing what I want. Like we said before, I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if I want to get married because I don't feel it right now. Yeah. But I feel like maybe I will. But, you know... It's just about like communicating, isn't it? Communicating with the person that you're with because yeah. I just think surely you wouldn't spend all this time with someone only to go on a dating show, swap partners and then decide, like just talk about it. You know what? <laughs> when I heard about this show, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what a load of trash. And then I watched it. Was it good? And I... You know what? When I was watching it, I was like, this isn't a bad experiment, you know? Like, if you really want to get to the crux of the issues in your relationship, yeah. this is going to do it. Like, it's it's putting each person in a place where they really have to look at themselves and see what they want. And mm-hmm. if you're going to come out of this, basically, it, sh- it shows them the truth, I think, this experiment. Yeah, but how sad if your partner just fell in love with someone else and then you, I guess then they weren't right for you anyway, but you'd be so gutted. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but also no, potentially, because then you would have realised that they weren't the right one for you. It's true. at the same time, like everything else, it's kind of just like, oh, these shows are just like basically putting people in a position where they're going to get really hurt. Yeah, it's like trauma porn. Like, you know, like, you're like watching people get traumatized for your pure enjoyment. It's not, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I kind of liked this show. And I've, I feel like hopefully the listeners go out. If you haven't seen it, just give it, give it a watch and then jump mm-hmm. onto the Patreon community Discord page and tell me what you think of it because. I was weirdly into it and weirdly into Mm -hmm. the kind of like, I felt like it was a form of therapy for them. Yeah. I mean, I think as well, I'm just, I have an aversion to it because it's Americans and I just prefer UK dating shows. I'm just more into like, Mm -hmm. you love violence, you ex on the beach. Um, I I used to love Geordie shows. I mean, it's not a dating show, but it was based around like relationships and, you know, one night stands and all those kind of things. So kind of was a dating show. Yeah. But I'm just a UK dating show gal, you know? I kind of know what you mean. I, I think there's something quite pure and innocent about UK dating shows. Mm. But they, they don't more, come with the drama of needing to get married. They're Apart more like from, rough around the edges, you know? Like they're a bit more rougher. Yeah. What, what about say? the, wait, what's it called? Married at First Sight. Oh my God. Australian one? <gasps> Iconic. The most in unhinged show of all time. And it started out, the concept, it started out like any dating show, you know, quite innocent, just, you know, helping people. And now they just choose the most insane people. Like, they're, like, doing the splits on the floor on a date and, like, doing weird crumping and stuff on a date. And you're like, what is going on? Oh, my God. I haven't actually seen any of those things that you're talking about. Yeah, but unhinged. <laughs> also one of those very bizarre let's mm. race to the finish line kind of shows. Yes. The marriage. Again, I didn't ever really think about this until you've said it on this podcast. But like the obsession with the 
end goal. Like for me, mm-hmm. marriage is like the best bit is the start. Yeah. And then I get in a relationship and I'm like, bored now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm bored now. Why go, are we I trying go <laughs> to get rid of like the whole honeymoon period of a relationship? Yeah. What is it about this like extreme level of commitment? Don't know. And also it's terrifying. For me, the commitment is the worst bit. (laughs) How depressing is that? Like literally I'm like, look at married people. I'm like, ew, I feel bad for you. (laughs) No. I do. I just don't think we need to get married to commit to each other. Like I think you can show up and be there and commit to your partner without Mm -hmm. getting married. Yeah, and the honeymoon phase, it's the best. I mean, even my single phase right now, I'm so happy. I'm just loving it. And I'm like, just the idea of getting married, oh, yeah. I'm just in a real, like, the best time of my life and I'm just thriving, flourishing (gasps) in my lane, moisturised. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, my God. Are you going on loads of dates? What's happening? Yeah, just, well, not even that. Like, sometimes I just don't go on any and I just love life. Like, it's so good. So I'm just like, the idea of getting married, I'm like, ugh just devote all my time to someone else and like share things and like do things I don't want to do I just do whatever I want all the time and it's so so good of freedom that a marriage would give you scary yeah really scary so so scary (laughs) we're just traumatizing everyone that's listening to this like (laughs) imagine imagine all the married people listening and they're like (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) they're like actually we're really happy being married so Fuck you, girls. That's your prerogative. Okay. What about... What about Too Hot to Handle? Loved it. But just... I just think, you know, I could never be so horny that I would give up thousands of dollars. Like, I I just think... I've never been in a situation. I mean, I've never been on hot, too hot to handle either. So I don't know what it would be like. <laughs> if someone said, you can have 10 grand if you just don't have sex, I'd be like, okay, I just won't. <laughs> like, I'm just like not that horny of a person that I would be like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm, it's worth it. It's worth the money. No, it's not. Just I think, don't. I think it's the fact that it's so wrong. Nobody. It's yeah. so wrong that it makes it a really big turn on for them. It's like the forbidden love thing, you know. Yeah. This is why, and this is weird, but this is why people like the whole stepbrother, stepsister porn thing because it's just forbidden love at its finest, Literally. you know. it's That's just why people are into that sort of thing. And I guess yeah. I do see how it would be a massive turn on to, like, be in that situation. But I don't know. It's always the people that do like fail at it I get so mad at them I'm like you idiot like why would you do that that's so dumb it's like it's like watching people gambling basically like oh my god how did you just lose all that money fuck yeah like seeing them put all their chips out or whatever and then they roll the wrong number and you're just like that was so frustrating to see (laughs) first of all I was really annoyed at this show the first time I saw it because I was like okay, all these people, they're young, single, Mm. and they love sex, and they just want to go out and, like, fuck loads of people. And I was like, that's so fine. Like, (laughs) let them be. Like, let them be like this. And then 
And I was like, why are they trying to make them monogamous? Like, why are they trying to make these people that are obviously a little bit like... Yeah, a bit slutty, more... a bit awesome, like, live yeah. your life. Yeah. Why are they trying to shrink them down into mm. this social construct of monogamy? Um, so true. I never thought about it like that. Just let them go out and live their best whole life. Yeah, but <laughs> what I do, just to go back on that, I really love the uh like lessons and things that they have to do in too, too hot to handle because i think they learn oh. a lot about themselves the not necessarily yeah not necessarily yeah. for monogamy but for relationships in general yeah i don't think it's good to find a partner but i think what they learn about themselves as people that they can yes. take back into the world very yes. good. I think it would stop people from doing nasty things like ghosting or mm -hmm. stop people from doing things like, you know, I don't know, like cheating and stuff. I think maybe it makes them into like better humans for their yeah. real partner that is in the pipeline, you know? Yeah, because I mean, they do choose people that are pretty chaotic in terms of the way that they treat other people, I yeah. think, when it comes to relationships. Yeah. The whole... um what's his name harry harry something from like the first one i think he's got his like a whole podcast of his own now where he talks oh. about relationships with people my god i would love to listen to that gonna go check it out right after this <laughs> get triggered by the things on these shows the fact that it's just always a very certain type of person on this show and as someone yeah. that I feel like personally I feel like I have an average body and mm -hmm. like I'm happy with my body I'm like I don't see representation yeah I mean I I I do love to like look at the fashion and like see what bikinis they're all wearing. And <laughs> I love like, you know, checking everyone out when they're super hot, but also at the yeah. same time, it does make me just want to have like a crash diet and stuff, uh -huh. which is so toxic. Makes me mm -hmm. feel sad about wearing a bikini when I'm at the beach and like my friend takes a pic of me and I look yeah. at it and I'm like, I'm a disgusting piece of crap. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to feel like that. And I, I think I'm not totally happy with my body. I think body confidence is something – I feel like body acceptance for me is realistic. Body yeah. confidence is just something I've never had. And, yeah, watching those shows, I like to check it out. And then as soon as I put on a bikini myself, I'm, like, sad, which is which is depressing as, but it's just I, true. Yeah, I, hate I hated that one in particular because it was called Too Hot to Handle. And I was just like yeah. – so you're saying that this is what hot is. Yeah. And I just don't think that's the truth. Like, I yeah. think when you think of who people are actually attracted to in real life, yeah. like an attraction to someone means that they think they're hot, right? Yeah. And these people on these shows are not the only people that fall into that category. Yeah, and I read this awesome thing in, actually, I think I have it here, this book. <laughs> it's Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud. Ooh. It's by... And Helen Peterson. It yeah. is amazing. So basically she goes through like all of the most like iconic celebrities in our, um, in kind of like our modern world. So like mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian, Caitlyn Jenner, Lena Dunham and kind of unpicks why they get called too fat, too slutty, too loud, too naked, too whatever. Oh, wow. It, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good. But one of the things she talks about is um, the idea that like if – 
if you see a guy that looks like a Ken doll, that you automatically have this assumption that he wants a girl who looks like Barbie, which yeah. isn't true. And we have to like unyoke this idea that a really hot person only wants another really conventionally hot person. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like that people like different stuff, you know, like I, I particularly don't, re- I'm not really into like gym kind of guys or whatever. Yeah. Like I like different kinds of guys. And and I just think people just assume that people of the same level of attractiveness automatically go together, which isn't the case. And, you know, I just think it's so interesting because I'd never really thought, I mean, I, I had that assumption unconsciously. Do you know what I mean? We're also swayed by like the media and obviously mm. everything that we've seen on there. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably like, everyone's like base understanding of attractiveness. And I think it confuses people in dating, to be honest, because yeah. I think people yeah. end up dating someone that they think that they should be attracted to rather than someone that they are actually attracted to. Definitely. And you might overlook someone's crap personality because yes. of um, how they look. Like they mm-hmm. might be conventionally gorgeous, but then they might have different political values to you. They yeah. might have different social values to you. They might, you know, all these different things, like different just fundamental values overall. Yeah. And you overlook these things, which are kind of red flags. Or you might overlook other red flags, like yeah. violent behavior, abuse or anything, just because you sh- feel like you should be with this person because yeah. it looks good for you, but it's not. And it's also like that thing how you you can fall in love with a friend because you might meet them, you become mates because yeah. there's probably no initial sexual attraction and then you start to see all these beautiful things in them and you see how they're a beautiful person and they're yeah. kind to you, they listen to you, they're funny and then you start finding them physically attractive. Like mm-hmm. I never really found my ex attractive. We purposely chose him to move in because I was like he's kind of a nerd and I won't like him. <gasps> And then I fell in love because of the whole everything else. So, And then I was like, he's so hot. But, like, at the beginning I was like, great, he's not hot. Let's get him in, you know. That's so funny. Yeah. It's just like all the other things made him physically attractive to me, which was nice. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Like, they were really good friends before. Were they? Yeah. know that. Yeah, for years. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. I am obsessed with them. They're so cute. And I just love Blink-182, so I'm just, it's just a vibe. They're back yeah. in my life. I love it. <laughs> so back to the dating shows. Mm-hmm. Do you think ultimately what they teach us is a really unhealthy way of looking at relationships? Ooh, um, it depends on the show. I think mm. like... Like we were saying with the whole Love Island, living in the fishbowl, speeding yeah. up relationships, I think that is toxic. I yeah. think the, f- the focus on the end goal of the marriage and missing the honeymoon, toxic. I don't think anyone should focus on that. I think, mm-hmm. I think if you see something that has a future, go in with it guns blazing, but don't look at marriage as like an end goal. Yeah. But then I think the ones that are like a one-off, like first dates and stuff, yep. I think that's quite good as a role model. I think it's nice. You go on a date, you have a few drinks, you have a nice dinner. That's yeah. what a date should be. And if you get on, I like at the end of the show, they're like, do you want to see each other again? Because you need to ask yourself that at the end of a date. If you don't, just let the person know and be honest. And if you do, ask them out again, you know? I love that, actually, at the end of yeah. the show. Because, they, yeah, they're just they're put, really put in the yeah. spotlight, aren't they? Yeah, and it's like just be honest and it should be reflected in real life. Like if you don't want to see someone, don't ghost them, just say it. Just tell them, yeah. you know? So I think probably the moral of the story is 
don't take any dating advice <laughs> from <laughs> dating shows just see it as entertainment yeah. yeah entertainment and escapism yes full steam ahead watch yeah. it for those reasons but not as an educational documentary <laughs> <laughs> please don't so why why do you think it is that we find them so addictive and so fun to watch I think because it's human and I think it makes you feel good when you see people going through things that you are going through or have yeah. been through I think because it's human emotions most of the time I think it's quite real like because you can't fake those things you jealousy is a powerful emotion when you see someone being jealous on tv you can feel it in your gut yeah you know yeah, I think yeah. it's it's real whereas if you watch like tv you know the acting so it's just like yeah there's less I don't know you don't get that human connection you know I think I am just obsessed with love yeah I that's why I love watching them is that yeah. I really I like to see people's behavior when it comes to relationships. I like to sort uh -huh. of not, I was gonna say investigate them, but yeah. I guess it's like just, it's it's an interesting learning experience, I think watching all those things. Yeah. But then I think that's maybe why I personally get triggered by it because I'm watching it in a way that's like, oh, like actually invested in the, the whole love story rather than yeah. taking myself away from it. Yeah, I do like the whole philosophical and psychological angle to it. So have you read Elaine de Botton before, Essays on Love? No. Fascinating. Read it, please. So, so good. It literally, like, kind of tells the story of this couple, how they meet, how, like, all the things, and then just has this, like, ph philosophical message yes. to each part. And it's just, that's why it's fascinating because you can, like, psychoanalyze the whole thing, you know, and have your own take that. on it. And that's why, like, when you're having these discussions at work or on Twitter or whatever, everyone has their own angle and they see things in different ways and people like different characters for different reasons. You know, someone can hate someone on a show and someone could love them, but it, you're watching the same thing. So yeah. it's just interesting that everyone has their own opinion, even though you're watching the same content, you know? Yeah, and I love just talking about it with other people mm. as well. I think it's really... I think... I mean, people love gossiping and it's a really great way to gossip without healthy. talking about your friends. <laughs> yeah, healthy gossiping. <laughs> Unless it's on the Daily Mail or The Sun, we don't like gossiping on there. We don't condone that. Not nice. Not nice. No. Well, that, that was amazing talking about dating apps. Um, I would just like to ask you my final question of the podcast, which is what is love to you and how would you describe it? I think love is friendship, trust, and having the same future goals and aspirations in mind, or at least feeling the desire to lift up the other person to achieve theirs. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's what it is. That's what love is. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure. Loved talking thank about you. gossiping about all these dating app shows. Oh, so good. I live for it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me. No worries. Where can the listeners find you and your podcast? 
So uh, my personal Insta is at Maddie Carty and my podcast Instagram is at madsworld.mp3 or you can search Madsworld on Spotify and Apple or your favourite listening platform. Yes, and definitely go check out the last season that I was on and yes. then check out the new season. Actually, just go back to the first season and listen to all of them. Got 50 apps plus, so lots of content for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. Bye. Love them or hate them or hate to love them, dating shows are always going to be around. And if you're like me, you're going to continue to digest them whenever they're out because you can't stop watching them. Because watching people falling in love, being in relationships, getting into relationships, it's just so interesting. And dating shows are kind of one of the only ways that we ever really get to see things like this happen. I think one of the biggest takeaways from this episode though is if we're gonna be real, dating shows need to change. Dating shows need to become more inclusive, they need to show more people's experiences and they need to stop being so marriage heavy. This way of looking at relationships is never going to be healthy. We should never be looking at the end goal of something before seeing how it's going to develop at the beginning. And of course, before the episode ends, I just wanted to remind you to join the Patreon community so that you can support the podcast and be part of the creative process, part of the community, part of the Discord live chat so that we can all just sit here and chat together about love all day, every day. I know that I could talk about it all day, every day. So come and join me at Love High on Patreon, patreon.com slash lovehigh. If you love this episode and all the other episodes that you've listened to, please remember to give this a rating and a review because it helps so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We need to spread the message of positive ways of connecting with love. So share it with your friends, your family, your father, like everyone you know, please share something that you really resonated with and you never know, they might resonate with it too and you can have a little fun gossip as we've learned in this episode. It's probably why we all watch Love Island. I'm going to log off now because I feel like I have been rambling down your ears for way too long. Follow me on my social media at Florence Bark and you will hear me next Monday. Bye, my loves. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, 
innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.